Hello, everybody. It's Casey Bazalia, creator of Slacky Brown, and this is a special episode of About What Matters. Uh, solo episode, no Connor today. Uh, it's just me doing an interview with Alexander Charles, a very talented uh, recording artist from Philadelphia. He has a new album coming out, Fortune Cookies, in the beginning of June, and his latest single just dropped on all streaming platforms. So make sure to check it out, and I hope you enjoy the interview. We ran for about a half an hour, a little bit less, but it's a good one. So check it out. Thank you, guys. We got Alexander Charles here. Uh, what do, you, do people call you, Alex, or what do you go by? I uh, my friends call me Al, actually. Al, okay, yeah. I like that. So you're in Philadelphia. What's the, what are things like in Philadelphia right now? Uh, it's a crazy time for it's, everyone. Absolutely, man. It's a, it's quiet right now. Believe it or not, man. It's um, I live in. You know, we don't live in the best neighborhood, but we we live in a neighborhood where it's usually kind of hustle and bustle and um it's been a real ghost town lately so um it's been eerie to be honest with you um yeah when i was in philly i saw the um the sunflower park there and i saw asher's hood yeah, are you, yeah. are you over there in the corner i, I walked there I, I usually walk there every day to like that's kind of like my daily commute i walk like two blocks over to that house and that's where the studio is and stuff like that so so um, you guys kind of have the same thing going on right now uh Al has an album coming out soon, and Asher Roth has an album coming out soon. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, it's it's funny. We were working on it um, kind of simultaneously, and it just kind of it worked out that way that you know that we both kind of finished around the same time, and by the time all the all the right pieces came together for the marketing and stuff, that you know, um, yeah, it's been. I think it's been fun, man. We kind of. I love he's so uh he's very experienced in this shit and it's been it's been great to get his perspective on things as well man I look at him like a like a mentor in a lot of ways so not for sure he's a good dude uh did Absolutely, you like man. grow up knowing him or is this like a relationship <clears throat> that you forged within the last couple of years uh no man I, I didn't grow up knowing him um uh actually I want to say like f- 4 or 5 years ago now he moved downstairs from where I was living. I I lived in that building um, as well. Uh, like I said, around what are the odds, yo? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it's funny because I was when we were in our I was in a group called Ground Up before I was doing uh, my solo thing, and we had opened up for Asher a couple times. We we had met cordially, but um, yeah, it was just a real. It was it was a a matter of chance that really brought us together, man. So it's it's definitely been a blessing. I didn't know that you had a we were in a group previously. What um what what made you decide to go off on your own and uh do the Alexander Charles thing? Oh yeah, man. We were we were in a group called Ground Out and it was it was everything to me, man, to be honest with you. It was like eight years of my life and my career that we put in. We been on to we were on tour with everyone from G-Eazy and Action Bronson and stuff but um, eventually like I don't know we just kind of I kind of felt like we were kind of hitting the ceiling and I think we all kind of felt like that after a certain point we just kind of wanted to give it a shot on our own and see see what 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 the future held I mean that being said we still work closely together like 
um, Beige still produces the majority of my records, and he was the producer for Ground Up. And the other MC, it was me and a guy named Malcolm. And he's featured on this project as well. He still does a lot of creative things. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 we're still very close, but um, we don't go by Ground Up anymore. Well, you've done a great job uh, growing your brand. You have almost 10,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, you have, have a nice crazy. nice base. Uh, Thanks, man. And, and with Beige, it's, it's, that's, uh, it's interesting as well because with Asher's album, he has one producer doing his whole, his whole joint, and your album is all produced by Beige as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, how, how do you find that? Uh, you think that's uh, something that you get better better content doing it that way? I think that there's a, I mean, I've, I've done, I've, we've done both, I guess you could say, but I think that there's a definite uh, sense of cohesion that comes with working with the same producer. And um, I don't know, I, I really like the idea of having a project feel kind of thematic and and work and sound different but also work in unison at the same time if that makes any sense um like so i i think that it's kind of important to have that that person not to mention Beige records all of my music and i think that asher probably could say the same about um i think the kid's name is rob devious yeah. yeah um i think that there's a after you work with someone for a certain amount of time, they get to know your vocal um, inflections, and it's kind of like chemistry with a quarterback and a wide receiver. You know, yeah. I think that there's uh, there's definite advantages to working with somebody that um, you really know and you're comfortable with. Um, not to mention the the performance itself. I think, like I I don't like recording in front of people that. Um, that I don't know, particularly when it's like a vulnerable song or For something sure. that, you know what I mean? That's yeah, I mean, one, yeah, sorry. A lot of the stuff is personal, I'm sure. So you you want like having someone who's kind of trust is, is nice, I'm sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like the one part of the process too, that I feel like is, is kind of intimate after that. It's, it's for the world. You know what I mean? But um, that's the one part that I feel like, we we can control as artists. <laughs> so uh, the new project is called Fortune Cookies. Is this your first official album, or I know you've done some EPs and mixed <clears throat> and stuff? Yeah, no. Um, this is my first solo album, um, and I'm I couldn't be more excited to say those words. But yeah, um, the project is is inspired. Uh, like the title of the project is inspired by um, me a lot of self-discovery in the last year um i was adopted and I, I had really limited knowledge about um you know my biological family and everything from that to my ethnicity and i found out that i was half chinese after i actually met my biological sister this year and um she she put she's just really inspiring and she she herself is a really accomplished author um but yeah, she told me that about myself, like a whole different side of myself that I didn't really know, quite frankly. And um, yeah, I, w I was trying to explain it to somebody else. Like, I, I don't want to make it sound like, uh, I, you know, I grew up with a typical Chinese 
background or anything like that. I was adopted, but like, and fortune cookies, they're not traditionally Chinese either. They're American, but like, that was, that was the way I was raised. I was raised in an American household. So um, it was kind of like a, a kind of like a social commentary, I guess you could say on the way I grew up too. Um, so I don't want it to sound like appropriation, but at the same time, like finding, I'm trying to educate myself on my myself and my heritage and stuff like that. So. Dude, that is fascinating. So you went how long without knowing that you were half Chinese or part Chinese? Yeah, half Chinese, man. Um, I went 20, 28 years. That is insane, bro. Yeah, it, it was awesome, man. I mean, it's, uh, it was surreal to be honest with you but then um yeah my my sister she she tracked me down um through a bunch of back channels she's kind of like a, again her her name is uh t kira madden and she just published she published a book called um uh long live the tribe of fatherless girls and she's been on like oprah's oprah's bestseller list, or like recommended book list she's incredible but um, yeah, her, her memoir was kind of like a story about um, her parents and subsequently my biological parents. Um, so it kind of gave me this whole insight. After I met her, I read this book and like my mind was just kind of blown away. Um, just because, yeah, I, you know, I'd, there was this really limited information about about that and and yeah so it was just it was a wild time man but at the same time it put things in perspective for me too like uh, and i'm i have such a great relationship with my with my i don't even call them my adopted parents it sounds weird using that phrase because they raised me you know i mean they that is my mom and dad but at the same time it was kind of cool to have this whole other part of the family tree kind of be exposed so so while we're there did you did you grow up in philly is that your those are your roots well uh yeah so um i I was born in miami um, okay and strangely enough my my biological sister she was she was in the same town as me and we didn't even know i I moved we i moved when i was like three years old um and we moved right outside of the city um and i've lived here ever since uh, and then what, musically, is that something you picked up uh, at an early age or? Yeah, man, I, you know, I was in my mom's house. It was, I would uh, I would record with uh, like a little microphone and I'd have a mattress set up against the wall, kind of an old mattress. And I'd have to run from my little computer set up and press play and then run to the microphone before the tracks got started. <laughs> so that was like 14 years old, 15 years old, and I made like my first little, my first little mixtape, if you will, where I was using little Wayne beats and stuff like that. Yeah. So it started early, man, but um, it didn't get serious, I'd say, until like 2008, 2009. So was there a point in your life where you were like, you know what, uh, I'm... I'm gonna leave school, or I'm not. Or I'm not gonna go to school and pursue music. Or uh, did you? Did you after high school? Did you go to college? Did you um, pick up? Yeah, and leave, you, or? you know what? Believe it or not, man. For me, 
um, I, I went to Temple and oh, okay, go um, Owls. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm a, I'm an owl for life. <laughs> and but Temple was like very much kind of facilitated uh, my career at the time when we were in ground up. In between classes, we would pass out CDs that we printed out, thousands of CDs that we just printed out and put the covers in, not asking for money or anything. It was just the goal was just to get as many people to listen. On the ground, man. Absolutely, man. And and it worked, man. And we, we would throw a show that we thought maybe, you know, a few people would come to, and then all of a sudden there was a line around the block. And that's, that. like, our first show, that's kind of what I realized that, this was this was kind of bigger than we anticipated but but um it was really important for me to get that degree man i was like the first azar the first person in my immediate family to get to finish college and i rem- it was i remember being on tour <laughs> handing in final exams and my <laughs> teachers my teachers would be really cool about about that so um but i studied advertising and stuff like that so it wasn't like a, a crazy uh, test or something. It was like kind of like a project. So that's got to help know. now, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I looked at it, man. But um, part of me wishes I studied like music theory or something like that. But but I, I really enjoy I really enjoyed the advertising thing, and I, I think it does help with uh, you know everything from graphic design, which kind of like I stay pretty close to the vest with, and yeah, stuff like my merchandise and stuff like that. Yeah, you're like you like a do it all kind of guy, man. You do all your own uh, merch, like making your own clothes and stuff like that, correct? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, we're just <laughs> trying to have as many, as many, as many, I try to wear as many hats as I can because, you know, I know that, I know that, you know, musicians nowadays can't be one trick ponies in my opinion. So. Anything you you gotta be, in many fields you gotta be like you know absolutely totally. like as a writer now I gotta be able to do you know they want you to shoot podcast. the yeah podcast <laughs> take pictures all all the stuff so yeah I feel uh-huh. you bro well I respect uh, what you, I respect what you do man more than you know I, that was actually what I that's what I started majoring in before I did the advertising was journalism write for my high school paper do album reviews stuff like that that's um, awesome yeah but when i got to college music was it, it took a little too much time so so i had to i went communications was a little bit easier <laughs> so so when you said you were on tour where 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 some where some places you have performed at oh man we've been everywhere from amsterdam um to Southern California. Um, we did a college run where we went to places like Gainesville, Auburn. That was probably my favorite tour we ever did. Um, yeah, hitting the SEC did, schools. Yeah, man. But every and then we would and then like, but then we'd swing up and do uh, Ann Arbor and and uh, East Lansing and you know what I mean and get a real taste. For, like there's places i never ever would have been in a million we went to iowa city and go yeah. hawkeye go hawkeyes <laughs> man and i'm a big football college football fan so like we'd always try and sneak onto the field it was <laughs> awesome man was, that that was literally some of the best times of my life 
that's really cool. So you got the new album dropping, Fortune Cookies. Are you going to do any, uh, do you have any uh, dates planned? Uh, yeah. I, you know what? When well, we get... I guess it's hard to say now because we're in the middle of a pandemic, but if yeah, everything but... clears up. <laughs> it's going to be like the beginning of June will be the release of the album. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about like uh, shows? It's hard to say, shows, but. Shows, unfortunately, man, we, I don't. I don't know because we had some we had some booked with some local venues that we actually um, they've had to go on holds right now. So I don't, I don't want to put anybody in a bad spot, but no, for sure. Um, but I, I would I would say that definitely some festivals and some shows will be if if things get back to normal. Hopefully by the end of the summer. Some of these uh, shows on Instagram, like the people doing the IG lives, been popping so. I'm definitely going to resort to that, too. Me and Bees are going to do some acoustic sets on Instagram Live, just after, um, especially after this single's out. Uh, so the single drops on Friday. That'll be uh, April 17th, I believe. Yep. Not This should come out on the 17th, but so yep. go pick that up. Um, and then you said the album comes out in June, beginning of June? Yeah, it's going to be early June. Uh, Alex, where can everyone uh, find you at? You can find me at Alexander Charles Music on Instagram and alexandercharles.com for all other social. Life is but a dream. Sometimes I don't know what it means. I can't be sorry for being me. Just wake me up when we touch down.